Hi, this is Dan Sullivan, and it's my pleasure to introduce our next episode of Podcast Payoffs. And I've got my podcast manager who makes sure that what comes out of our mouth actually goes around the world and does so in a timely and useful manner. So, Gord Vickman. And Gord, I got a feeling that the pandemic and the lockdown that went with it is actually very, very good for the podcast world. And maybe you have some numbers. You know, you pretty well are aware of what happens in the entire podcast world, which has been explosive growth. What would you say, last 10 years, last six years, what would you say where you really see the jump? There's like a hockey stick at a certain point it's going along, and then all of a sudden that's hockey stick growth. Yeah, I would say in the last five or six is when that hockey stick can be visualized with the explosive growth. And I think people realize that this is a great marketing tool. It's a great medium to get your message out Mm -hmm. and to find people who are looking to either participate in what you're doing. And there's a million reasons why people do this and participate in it. Some want to monetize, some have a hobby. But what we do here at Strategic Coach is just to host the podcast. We have 10 series here, you with your partners, and then you have a solo one, Shannon Waller, our team success. We put them out there to share the messaging of Coach and the ideas. And it's sort of right at the top of what we're trying to do to share these messages. Gord, am I wrong to say that unlike broadcast mediums, because you have decades of experience in the broadcast medium with live radio. Would you say that podcasts are different in this way, that the audience actually comes to you? You don't go to the audience. You put out thoughts, you put out ideas, you talk about experiences, you tell stories. And right off the bat, out of 8 billion people on the planet who now have the ability with their cell phones, if nothing else, they have their cell phones and they can download podcast series and They kind of find what they like. I watch Joe Rogan. I watch Scott Adams, you know, almost daily. I watch because they're really interesting. They have interesting minds. You can kind of tell that they have a preference of who they'd like to see in charge of things. But they're smart people and they ask good questions and they're respectful to their guests. You know, even if they don't agree with the guests, they're very respectful to the guests. You know, in... Social media, it's attack, attack, attack. But in podcasts, you can't do that. You can't be an attacker on podcasts. You got to be reasonably intelligent. Interesting you bring up Rogan because Rogan signed his $100 million deal with Spotify. He's been embroiled in a little bit of a scandal because there are some employees at Spotify who want the authority to, they want to edit what he's saying. The most infectious disease is censorship. <laughs> and it was interesting. Rogan kind of went head on. You know, people thought, well, is he going to slink away from this scandal or pretend it's not happening? But he didn't. Joe had some good guarantees up front. He did. And I remember him talking early on. He said, you know, this is a licensing agreement. I'm not an employee of Spotify. They cannot change anything or alter anything. He had assurances from the leadership at Spotify that they weren't going to try and interfere with anything he was doing. They weren't going to try and meddle with it. And then quite literally within days of him coming over, the meddling began. (laughs) So it's grab the popcorn if you're a fan of podcasting and Rogan. It's going to be a very interesting. But the whole thing is that there's a life after life in the podcast world because he was attractive to Spotify because he had such a big audience. Well, he doesn't lose his audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the contract ends, he's still got his audience. And he probably has his upfront guarantee in a Swiss bank somewhere. So, uh, you know, that uh, he does it. And that's the beauty of podcasting is because 
you can't be controlled like broadcast medium. You can be controlled. I mean, there's only so much bandwidth. There's only so many channels in broadcasting, but in podcasting, as far as I can tell, the cloud doesn't have borders. It just goes on and on and on. I love how Adam Carolla describes it. So Adam Carolla, legendary podcaster, been in the game for a long time. He said, it's a pirate ship. I have a pirate ship. You can't stop me. You can hate my guts all you want, but I'm steering the pirate ship and I can just do it. He said, nobody can cancel me. I can just keep talking. I can talk about anything I want because I have a pirate ship. Yeah. But it's interesting, you know, when we're talking about Rogan going over to Spotify, one of the trends that we're seeing right now in the industry is that large companies with a lot of money to spend, they're grabbing new capabilities. And instead of developing talent from scratch, they're bringing people in, you know, Conan O'Brien has signed exclusivity deals. Rogan is doing it. Smaller companies are being bought up by larger media companies and they're bringing in pre-existing talent. And it's all about the capability because it's quicker than, you know, doing it yourself. And it's an interesting thing when you're thinking about why would they spend that much money? Well, it's the capability that they're bringing in. And that loops quite nicely into something that happened recently as Strategic Coach, Dan. So Who Not How mm-hmm. was released, co-written with Dr. Ben Hardy, who's a good friend of ours. One of the things that you were never shy about sharing was that the decision to do this book was about the new capability and spreading the message of Strategic Coach. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about book sales. It was about sharing this idea. And I'm sure that probably maybe had a few people rattled because they would wonder, well, why is Dan not interested in the money? Don't you just write books to make money? But you had a totally different mindset on that. Why did that pop into your head? And did you ever second guess that decision? I'm a loyal dog and I'm loyal to the company that we've created and I'm loyal to the team that's created it. And I'm loyal to the customers who are in the strategic coach program. And for me, you know, it's just the program. We make our money through the strategic coach program, which is really a lifetime growth process for entrepreneurs. So I just saw the numbers about a month ago. Right now, I have 32 entrepreneurs who have come to the strategic coach program every quarter for 25 years or greater, longest is 33 years. So in the modern world where people switch around and they do this, they do that, and they do that to actually retain customers and clients for that long period of time. And the other thing is that at the beginning of the year, out of our total team, which was about 125, 130 individuals, we had 75 who had been at Coach for more than 10 years. And I think we have close to 25 for more than 20 years. So we have longevity, and that's a unique thing in the modern workplace. It's a unique thing in you know, we're delivering intellectual content. I think it's kind of unique in the intellectual content world of the sharing things. Therefore, you know, what I've more or less told everybody, Babs and I, Babs Smith, my partner and founder of Strategic Coach, we're married. You never have to worry that we're going to have another business where we're making money. This is the only business where we're making money. Gord, my whole point was just another marketing vehicle to get people to sign up for a strategic coach. So we know they're out there. It's just how do you connect with them? And podcasts have just turned out to be a beautiful vehicle for us to do this. And here on this podcast, we're talking about another vehicle, and that is now major market books. But again, we're not doing the podcast to make money on the podcast. We're not doing the books to make money on our books. We're sending them out there because our real money maker is 
entrepreneurs who sign up for coach and stay for 30 years. <laughs> and were you steadfast in that decision or did you have oh, a yeah. waiver? Oh, yeah. Nope. I'm a German shepherd. And, you know, <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> one trick pony. Yeah, yeah, you can't have two masters. I've got just one master. And it really simplifies things, you know, it really simplifies. But just tell me that single focus of our program, and we only do it for one kind of person, which is successful entrepreneurs. What's that do for your thinking, being the crucial manager of a very important activity? And what's it do for your thinking looking forward that we're always on beam? We just have this one focus and we don't go for side activities to pick up loose change. I was always crystal clear in why we're doing these. These are not vanity projects. Yeah. And sometimes when things are very fun to do, you can lose sight of why you're doing it. And I've been to podcasting conferences and whatnot, and the subject of monetization comes up a lot. I think it's probably the biggest subject right now. People are really trying to figure out, because if you're doing shows right, it's a lot of work. You need to prepare for them. You need to have something to talk about. You need gear. You need time. You need people who can edit for you. You need people who know how to market. And monetization obviously comes up a lot because people want to see some sort of financial reward from that which they're doing. But our model here at Strategic Coach is a little different in the sense that, you know, we get approached from time to time by people who want to place ads on our shows or they want some kind of partnership with us. Well, you know, if you just put this ad on the show and it's about my real estate company, we'll never do that because we have a totally different mindset in terms of what we're doing with these. So these podcasts that we do sit right at the top of our funnel. They're free. They'll always be free. There will never be an outside ad. We might share something that would be of interest to coach clients or those who are, you know, marinating in the thought processes of strategic coach or your thoughts, Dan, if we have something coming out, but we do it differently. And how does that relate to what we're talking about? It's that all the podcasts we do, all we want is the capability. We want to share the messages. We're not trying to make money directly from it. We're just trying to tell people what we're doing and get them intrigued by it. And then they'll go deeper with us and hopefully join this life-changing program. Yeah. So you were bringing up the topic of the book launch and there's a little history to it, which I think, you know, you've just kind of given the context for the history of it because I haven't done major market books. I get asked about it and they say, you produce so many books, but you never see them in the bookstores. You never see them advertised. And I said, well, they're a way of taking really important ideas in the strategic coach program and giving them more meat. So, you know, I've really mastered the art of the small book. It was my preference anyway, because I'm ADD and I can handle a project that's got 60 pages. A project that's got 200 pages is daunting for me. One of the great things about working at Strategic Coach or in any entrepreneurial organization is you hire people who can do what they do and you leave them alone to do it. And if you need to supervise someone, and it probably comes up a lot with people working remotely and working from home right now and, you know, bureaucracies, the machine bureaucracy, they're probably freaking out because there are, are a lot of people in that type of situation that need constant supervision because if they're not being monitored eight hours a day, they don't do very much. So it's very difficult to breathe down someone's neck when they're not physically in the same space as you. But one of the benefits of having an entrepreneurial organization is that you know we do have an incentive to do that which we've been hired to do because we're working in our unique ability and 
it's unique to strategic coach, but also again, if for our entrepreneurs and most of the people who listen to the show podcast payoffs are entrepreneurs and there may be some others, we welcome everyone. We're not going to turn anyone away, but that's what they're hiring for. They want people that don't need to be told what they're doing and are, you know, to take this home, it's like people who recognize that they have a capability to seek greater capabilities. And that's why we do the podcast. That's why we post content to our YouTube channel and Instagram. It's seeking the greater capability, which will in turn help us later on down the line. So would you say, Dan, that that's something you encourage of all the clients here at Strategic Coach is forget about the immediate payoff and go for the capability, play the long game? Yeah. One is that you have to have a company that's in good financial. I mean, if you're worried about next month's cash flow and you're worried about paying next month's bills, you can't take this approach because you need the money. You've got obligations. You've got people depending on you. But, you know, we've been very successful. We started in 89 with the workshop program and we've grown about 250 times from what our first year was. I used our first year as, and it was a good year. I mean, it was the best year I'd ever had as an entrepreneur up until then. And I said, I'm just going to use this as the measuring stick. And we're, I think, at the end of last year, we were 250 times, 257, I think it was. And then, of course, we took a dip because just like we did in 08, 09, when the stock market crashed. But we were profitable during those years and we'll be profitable this year. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, this is, I think, the sixth or seventh time as an entrepreneur, you know, because of outside conditions, we haven't done as well. And we had our all-time high at the end of last year. And I said, okay, the goal is let's, as fast as we can, get back to where we were at the end of last year, and then we'll go higher. And we will now because the world forced us in a (laughs) two-month period where we had to make virtual conferencing progress five years of it. We had to do it in two months. And now we're getting the benefit of the transformation of moving our workshops. You can do a strategic coach workshop anywhere in the world. You're not confined by what's possible in your local geographic area anymore. I mean, entrepreneurs, if you're local and you're successful, is there any reason why you wouldn't be national, why you couldn't have the same kind of success that you're having locally, nationally, but it's virtual. Same thing. I've got national clients who have now gone global Mm -hmm. as we have. And you have to think everybody who lives in a modern world, you have all sorts of who's <laughs> in the city around you who are who's who do the house for you. Peter Diamandis, who runs a wonderful program called Abundance 360, he said, you take somebody who's not a business owner, but, you know, they're successful and they have a job and they're 35 or 40 and they're married and, you know, they have a home and they have children and everything else. He said, uh, if you compare them with a Roman emperor 2,000 years ago, they have about 2,000 slaves, each person in society today. If you take into account services that you can take advantage of, or you take advantage of technology, that no emperor had the quality that the average modern person today, because the technology is a who, and the mm-hmm. other people you see in person are who's, but the, now we've got the using technology with the concept of who, now there's who's all over the world. 
Dan, I can tell you one instance as we wrap up the show here where Who Not How failed for me miserably. After dinner last night, we had all the dishes piled up in the sink. And I turned to my wife and I said, I said, I'd like to nominate you as my who to take care of those, would you? And she turns to me and she said, I haven't read the book yet. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you take care of yeah, that. Yeah, it's very important before you designate someone as your who <laughs> that they read our book. I recommend that to about 8 billion humans yeah. right now. Just get a copy of our book. And another time we can talk about the collaboration that, you know, I've told you, Ben Hardy, just to finish off the story, Ben Hardy came to me and he said, I would love to write the book on the concept that you just put up on the whiteboard. And I said, well, that's great, because in a certain way, I've been looking for you for a long time, because people keep asking me when I'm going to write a major market book. And I said, I'm not going to do it. Somebody else is going to do it. But I didn't know who it was. And I think you're it. I've read your blogs. You have a great style. And he did. So Ben is on the cover with me. And I told him, he says, I'm the ghostwriter. You don't have to put my head. No, no, you're the person who's writing this book. But he included all of his psychological studies. And I gave him about 20, 25 strategic coach clients who are using who, not how, in really remarkable ways. And he interviewed them and everything. And he organized the book and worked with a strategist who knows how to package a book, get a great cover on it. And then the two of them found the publisher who actually had been following me for 10 years, but he thought I was not interested in a major market book. So he never approached me, but they approached it. And, you know, it's just been a a sweetheart deal. But as you pointed out at the beginning, what really makes it work is I left all the money on the other side of the deal. In other words, so the publisher, the strategist, and the writer get all the money from the book, the advances, the royalties, and everything. They get all the money. What we get is people who read the book and sign up for strategic code. So it's a very clean deal. It's looking like it's going to be 10 years in a row. So every October, there will be a new major market book. And I would say that most of them have already been written in my small form book. Ben, as the writer, will just take them, expand them, make them street worthy, you know, to make it a book that is a very popular book. And we have all the skills, we have the packaging skills. But because I don't want any of the money, and I put the emphasis, you know, just on the entrepreneurs reading the book and coming to Strategic Coach, reading the book, giving the book to their team members. Their team members can come to Strategic Coach, read the book, give them to their children. We have a program for entrepreneurs' children, give them to their spouse, their partner, and we have a program for that. But it's all geared to one kind of person who's a successful, ambitious, talented entrepreneur who wants to keep going bigger, but doesn't want to do the house to go bigger, wants to surround themselves with a network, a team and a network of who's who do the house. Very simple idea. I mean, you get it right off the bat. It's the most remarkably fast. I mean, there are intellectual shortcuts and then there are real shortcuts. And I'll say to someone, you know, you have all these frustrations and everything else and you have these goals and you spend a lot of time learning new house and everything else. What if you didn't learn new house? What if you didn't do any of the house? You just had who's who did the house. And they say, oh my God, oh my, I, I wish I'd known this 20 years ago. I wish I'd known this when I was six years old. And that'll be another story. We'll tell another story why they didn't learn it when they were six years old. Anyway, uh, real pleasure because we've had a very good who not how relationship. That's been fun, Dan. 
and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Sure.